Welcome to Who's in the Bible, a podcast for kids. I'm Eric. And I'm Lance. And we believe that the Bible is the greatest book in the whole world. It's filled with amazing stories about interesting people all working together to tell a bigger story, the greatest story about the most important person who ever lived. Jesus. And we know that understanding more about the people and stories in the Bible helps us to know more about Jesus and what it means to be his followers today. And in this episode, we're back. We're back. Season two. We did it. We made it. I'm so excited. You can't see right now, but there's like confetti and crazy stuff. There's like llamas just came out. Oh yeah. Right here in who's in the Bible headquarters. It's a party today. I love our our new, we're going to our new headquarters. Yeah. We, we've upgraded for season two. Oh yeah, this is, this is really happening, y'all. Well, for those of you listening, we are so glad you're with us because we know that learning about the Bible is one of the most important things that you can do, especially when you're young. And so we hope this podcast is a fun and inter- interesting way for you to learn about the Bible with us. Yep, that's right. And so season one was all about the book of Genesis. That was the first book of the Bible. Yeah. And if you haven't listened to season one, you're new, you can go back and check those out. So good. But season two is going to take us a lot further into the Old Testament than just one book. It's going to be so much fun. We're going to laugh. We're going to learn. We're going to have special guests along the way. And we will probably, yeah, oh yeah. And we'll probably go back in time. We got to go back and We do. I love that app. I think that was one of my favorite parts about season one. Yeah. Whew. Well, yeah. So if you um, want to have your Bible with you when you listen, that is always a great way to do it. Because whenever we open up these scriptures, it's great to be able to read along and uh, do that with us. Um, it could be on an app or you could have your actual Bible out with you. So um, where are we going to start in season two, Lance? Yeah, so uh, we ended in Genesis at the very end. And when you turn to the very next page, that's where we're starting, the book of Exodus, chapter one. But before we read it, I think it would be really helpful to remind ourselves where we left off, because when you turn the page, what happened at the end of Genesis matters for the beginning of Exodus. So let's recap real quick. Yep. So uh, if you think back in Genesis, it's really important to keep in mind that God chose this guy named Abraham and his family to be his special people. That's right. And there was Abraham who finally had Isaac then had his son Jacob. And then Jacob got real crazy, had lots of kids. (laughs) Yeah, he had 12 sons. And it was through this family that God had a plan to rescue and bless the entire world. So his favorite son, we know that all you parents out there don't have favorites. No way. But you kids listening... Some of y'all know that you're the favorite. You didn't get a coat of many colors like Joseph did, but you still know you're the favorite. Anyway, that's beside the point. Joseph, crazy story. You should definitely, if you missed those, go back and yep. read that or listen to that. Um, but he became second in command of Egypt. That's right. And God used him in his leadership in Egypt to uh, prepare them for this famine where there wasn't going to be any food or resources. And so Joseph got the nation of Egypt ready. And as a result, uh, Jacob's family had food. That's right. And they, so not only that, but so all of Jacob's family ends up in Egypt. And so that is kind of where the promised people of God set up camp at the end of Genesis. That's right. They left their, the area that had been promised to them through Abraham and went into Egypt. And there was about 70 people. Hmm. And that's where Genesis chapter 50 ends. When you turn the page, if you're holding a Bible or your app and you swipe to the next book, when you flip that over, you know what happens, Eric? 400 years go by. 400. Yeah, it's not just like reading the next chapter of a book. Like there's a huge gap there, 400 years. What do you think happened in 400 years? Well, I'm going to I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that the 70 people that had made a camp in Egypt were no longer just 70 people. It was a lot more. That's right. Okay, so here we go. We're going to pick up in Exodus chapter 1, verse 8. 
Now there arose a new king over Egypt, who did not know Joseph. And he said to his people, Behold, the people of Israel are too many and too mighty for us. Come, let us deal shrewdly with them, lest they multiply. And if war breaks out, they join our enemies and fight against us and escape from the land. So they ruthlessly made the people of Israel work as slaves and made their lives bitter with hard service in mortar and brick and in all kinds of work in the field. In all their work, they ruthlessly made them work as slaves. Man, so this is not good. Like, no. This is like a total turn. At first, like Joseph was like, oh, the Pharaoh loved him. Oh, loved yeah. His, loved these Israelites. But Over not the 400 anymore. years, like we turn a page, it, it got weird. Yeah, so new pharaohs, new kings, uh, and now the people of Israel, as they're called the Israelites, are slaves. How do you think that made them feel? No, this is not, this is this has got to be like this weight oppressive thing. Yep. Like this is like, now it went from being this place where they're welcome to being like this kind of really dark, ugh, hard, hard, hard thing. Yep, and it got worse actually. It wasn't just that they were slaves, but the, the pharaoh that is uh, the king of Egypt at the time mm-hmm. was so worried that the Israelites would become so many people and become very powerful that he issued an order about babies. And I'm going to tell you, this is where it gets really rough. Uh, do you remember when your family was growing and you were having babies? Did you guys have ultrasounds so that you knew if you're having a boy or a girl? Yes. You did? We used the magic of science <laughs> to look right. inside the womb. I know. I have friends who refuse to do that. And that's guys, so different than the way we did. But Use the science. I, well, that way we knew. Because I got really excited. Like when I knew that my kid was coming, I knew yeah. if it was a boy or if it was a girl. Right. Or, you know, what was going on. But you know, some people... People, some people love to be surprised. Yeah, I don't. Well, listen, back in this time, they certainly didn't have the science to know. And Pharaoh issued this order that whenever a baby boy was born, it was to be killed. Whew. Yeah, man. How sad is that? That's extremely dark. That tells you that Pharaoh was evil. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, chapter two starts, though, with some hope because it tells the story of a mom who had a son but she kept him hidden. He didn't get killed. And uh, she protected him and hid him for three months. That's crazy. You got to think about, because babies, I don't know if you've been around a lot of babies that cry. They cry a lot. So, so you got to like keep the baby yep. quiet so that no one knows that this baby was born. Because you got to think all the other people, they're like, well, I had a baby right, right. and they killed my baby. So right. like, they're not just going to be cool with you hiding your baby and not saying anything. Exactly. About it, so this mom this realized difficult. she couldn't hide him anymore mm-hmm. after about three months. And she came up with this big plan. She made this basket and made it waterproof. And she knew that Pharaoh's daughter uh, would come swim in the river. And so she set the baby in a basket in the river near where Pharaoh's daughter would swim. And you know what happened? Pharaoh's daughter heard, like saw the basket and wanted to check it out. And uh, let's, let's hear what happened in Exodus chapter two, verse six. All right. When she opened it, she saw the child and behold, the baby was crying. She took pity on him and said, this is one of the Hebrews children. She named him Moses because she said, I drew him out of the water. So today is about... Moses. Moses. That's right. This is a big, that's an, I mean, even people who don't know the Bible have heard of this guy. Yeah. Moses. That's big time, right? We're going to talk a lot about Moses in season two. This episode specifically is about part of the story of Moses. And there are two more things we're going to talk about with his story. But first we have a question. The question of the day. And now it's time for the question of the day. 
My name is Aubrey, and I'm in second grade. My question is, why did they throw the boys into the river to die and let the girls live? Well, that's a great question, Aubrey. And there are probably several reasons that Pharaoh made that decision, but let's talk about one of them for your for this answer. Uh, Eric, when boys grow up, what do they become? They become men. Men. And men are more likely to fight. This is true. Yeah. Because like, I, my oldest is 16 now. Uh-huh. Now, he used to be this tiny little baby yep. who was so cute and I could just pinch his face. Yep. And now he was doing one arm push ups in the kitchen. No yesterday, way. He's going to love that you're telling that story. And he's got like insane muscles. Uh-huh. And like, it was that moment where like, um, he goes, mom, mom, who's got bigger muscles? And then we both flexed. Uh oh. And my wife had to say, it, it's him. It's him. He wins now. That's so, right. They are more than just tiny babies. That's right. They become strapping men. Strapping men who are more likely to fight. And this was back before women could be in the military, right? And so Pharaoh was worried that if enough slaves fought against their masters, the Egyptians, that, I mean, they could overthrow them and they could get away or join their enemies or any of that. And so in order for the Egyptians to keep their power, he decided they would kill all the male babies born. And that's terrible. So you said that there are two more things about Moses that we're going to talk about in this episode. So what are they? Okay. So the next thing we read about Moses is actually pretty bad. It's really bad. Really bad? Yeah. It's terrible. Listen Mm -hmm. to this. Okay. One day when Moses had grown up, he went out to his people and looked on their burdens and he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew one of his people. Now, now Hebrew, isn't that just another name for Israelite? Yep, that's right. Yeah. So this was probably difficult for Moses because in his mind, he knew like his race was that he was a Hebrew. Right. But he, he grew up as this kind of privileged Egyptian in yep. the Pharaoh's house. But, you know, that's this is very different. So he kind of comes to this, uh, he's torn in this moment. Yeah, he sees an Egyptian beating a Hebrew slave and he's not happy. Let's no. find out what happens. He looked this way and that, and seeing no one, he struck down the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. So let's get this straight. He struck him down. Like, did he just murder a guy he and did. hide him in the sand? He did. He murdered a guy and buried him in the sand. That's crazy. So, like, he looked this way and that. Yeah. But, you know, that's not like a quick, oh, like he evaporated the dude. No. He like, he murdered this he guy murdered and then him. he like had to dig a hole. Yeah, and bury him. <sighs> so why do you think he did that? I, I, you know, I think that he just, he saw something wrong going on. Yep. And then he was just like, he was, he didn't know what to do with what he was feeling. Yeah. So, so but he, was that the right thing for him to do? No, obviously not. Murdering is wrong. Absolutely. So uh, he thought that he got away with it, but you know what? People actually saw it happen and the word got out and Egyptians were upset. Obviously, Pharaoh wanted Moses killed. So he ran away. He left the country completely. So he went to this place called Midian, right? right? So that that's where he got married and his wife had one of those really cool Bible names, Zipporah. Oh, yes. What a great name. I know, but she's not the only great name in this story. Yeah, the father-in-law had the coolest name in the whole Old Testament. You think so? I think so. What is it? Jethro. Jethro. (laughs) Old Jethro. Old Jethro, the father-in-law. That's a good father-in-law name. Oh, it's a great father-in-law name. Yeah. Okay, so you said earlier that Moses, we talked about how he's this big-time guy in the Bible. Were you surprised the first time you heard this part of his story that he he murdered someone? 
Well, yeah. I mean, because like you're thinking, oh, it's Moses. Because you think about a lot of the things that we're going to talk about later. That's right. All this good stuff. Yeah. A lot of crazy, amazing things. Yeah. You're not thinking, well, this guy's a murderer. Right. So he had to leave Egypt. But what about the Israelites? They're still slaves. They're still God's people because this is still God's promised people. So what happened to them? Let's find out. During those many days, the king of Egypt died. And the people of Israel groaned because of their slavery and cried out for help. Their cry for rescue from slavery came up to God. And God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. God saw the people of Israel and God knew. I love that line. What do you love? knew. I know. It's so good. That's rich. Yeah. That's big. It's so big. So he, he heard the people groaning. He saw their suffering. He was reminded of his promise for, from over 400 years earlier yep. that they would be his special people and he would bless them and use them to bless everyone else on earth. And the cool thing about God is none of this was a surprise and no. he, he already had a plan in right. place. You know I love that? how they did it like, oh, he was reminded. Oh, yeah. yeah. What was I doing? <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. I had a promised people. Like, yeah. No, he knew the whole no, time. No, he knew the whole time. He God already plan. had developed a plan, and it involved Moses. So Moses is in Midian. He's now like keeping a flock, and uh, he's walking around with these animals, and he sees a bush that looks like it's on fire, and he's like, I'm going to go check this out. When the Lord saw that he had turned aside to see, God called out to him out of the bush. Moses. Moses. And he said, Here I am. Then he said, Do not come near. Take your sandals off your feet, for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. And he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. This is one of my favorite scenes like to me like oh man at some point when we just got some time to kill uh-huh. we need to get in the back in time bus we need to go back to this go back to this and watch see what oh happens my we gosh. have Can to take our shoes off scene? I, well i already don't wear shoes a lot, <laughs> that's anyway. true it's fine i'm gonna wash my feet before we go back okay got but it i feel like this this so there's this bush burning but not burning up right and then god starts talking out of the bush out of the bush and moses gets totally scared of course. Wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, probably. Yeah. Gosh. And think about you kids. Some of y'all are scared to walk from your bedroom to your parents' bedroom at night. Right. Put yourself in this scene. You're freaking out. Freaking out. And what's Definitely. interesting to me, one of the things I always love when I read this story is how this place that Moses had probably walked by before, it's just regular ah, old ground because God was there. Now was holy, holy ground. ground. Can you imagine like some play, like the playground? Like, it seems like a normal playground you play on it all the time. But if God showed up, it's a holy playground. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, God then tells Moses his plan. He's going to send Moses back to Egypt to tell the Pharaoh, let my people go. Have you ever heard the phrase, God works in mysterious ways? Yeah, I've heard that phrase. Yeah. One of the mysteries about how God works, uh, one of the things that's mysterious to me is that he, the people he chooses to work through. Yeah. I mean, because you got to think, he's choosing to use Moses. And I'm pretty sure God was not surprised by the fact that Moses was a murderer. Right. And so when God told him his plan, Moses was like all kind of just excuses, excuse after excuse. Yeah. If you keep reading this chapter, he just had lots of reasons why he couldn't, shouldn't, or wouldn't take part in this plan. (laughs) Wouldn't. I love when people try to tell God what they're not going to do. Right. So the deal here is that God can use 
anyone. He can use me. Yep. Can use you. Mm-hmm. Kids listening, he can use you, and he plans to. Absolutely. By the way, because it isn't about how good we are; it's about how good God is. And the story of the Old Testament that we're we're picking up in right here is going to tell us and show us how good God is. So we're just getting started with season two. We're so glad that you're with us today. You should stick with us. You can learn about how God used Abraham's family, the Israelites, to rescue and bless the entire world. So do not forget to subscribe. So whatever you're listening to this on, you got to hit that subscribe button so that every week when a new episode of season two rolls out, it'll come right to your device wherever you're listening. So you've been listening to Who's in the Bible, the podcast for kids brought to you by Clear Creek Community Church. We'll see you next time.